0: A lot to do. <laughs> we began talking last week about borders. Because they have these guys that are bordering in our house for a couple of years. Our Bacham, our boys. And our bochum need to have borders. They need to have groulos. And we spoke last week about how the Torah was given in such a way. It was a groul. It was a place of There's another place that's called the place of Aaron. And so on. And we spoke about how Kabbalah Hamis, the Chazal tells the Rus accepted the of tchumim. You remember we spoke last week about tchum, tchum Shabbos, because all of Yiddishkeit is about establishing tchumim, boundaries, and limitations, and so on. Of course, when it comes to the when it comes to the boys, to the girls also. But we're speaking primarily in the context of leading up to our conversations, Hashem, learning the Indian of shmiras <coughs> the and Hashkofis, and so on, it's much, much more intensive a challenge when it comes to the boys in general. There are exceptions in either way. But in general, it's more complicated because of the because of the additional burden that the boys have. And this of Kedusha and Shemir Zabriz, the Yosef and we spoke about how the Tachlis is, the Tachlis is, Lahalis Neatomid, that our job as parents, and more specifically as fathers, is to be able to light a fire, to be able to instruct, to guide, to lead, to create those boundaries for the child. But the goal of Chanar, Al Pidar, we also remember that the Shalhevis, the fire, will be oil that the flame will. It'll take hold that the that what you and I ignite in our children, that it will take hold, and then they shall have this. The fire will be a fire which is ola mele, which takes on its own, its own character, and it has its own way. And this is the hardest thing in the world: to know when to be present, when to say to the boy, "No, you can't do this." How much to involve oneself in the protim of the boy's life. hit l'hit'alem and how much to disappear. And even though I'm using the word Alem, it doesn't mean mamish to disappear, but ke'ilu. Because the tzimtzum is like p'shuta. That's what we're going to be talking about a little bit here also. L'hit'alem means that of course the father always is thinking about, davening trying to understand, even keeping track of what a boy is doing and how he's going in yeshiva who his friends are and so on but in order that the shalhev the fire of that child have the oxygen that it needs in order to burn so the greatest chachma the greatest chachma is the sadhat simsa the chachma of how Hashem created the world and how Hashem behaves with us, how our Father treats us. Our Father, the Baruch Hashem of Inus, created us, created the world in such a way where Kiv he would love to be involved in everything in our lives. And his art, his infinite light, would completely, completely suffocate and swallow us up and would completely destroy us. He would love to share himself entirely with us to be completely, completely and involved in every moment of our lives and to and any time that you and I were, would be thinking of a word to say Vlashnara you'd hear all of a sudden a little bask on the say no, 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 no and any time that the eyes are straying or somebody, God forbid is sitting at his computer and he looks around and no one's there and he goes ding and the running says no and he shuts it off but there wouldn't be any failure there wouldn't be any shalhavis. There wouldn't be any tachlis to creation. So we're learning this in the chassidish that of course Hashem didn't disappear, that Zimtzum, Hashem's constricting His light, holding back His light in order to allow the world to burn on its own, to build on its own. It doesn't mean that Chas v'chalila, as some did learn, and there were some tzaddikim that learned this way, and we're talking about it, that Kiel that Sham Hashem left an empty space. Hashem disappeared. A parent can disappear. A parent can't take off. There's no such thing. from the moment that you have a child till 120 till we leave this world, and regardless of how old that child is, and it could be that you're, you're 100 and your kid is and your kid is 80. But that's always on the parent's mind, and and there's always the rotson la shpiyah, the the rotson to give and to direct and to teach and to instruct and to reprimand and to rebuke when things are not going well. And Hashem's work could have done that too. But then he didn't have to send this into the He Could have had the Ulam and the shamas with an alachem standing in terror and fear, and they don't have. That, that empty space, that vacuum of free choice. Hashem gave that to us. And the same way when it comes to everything else, as far as how we act in this world, <coughs> the guideline is that, that just as Hashem is, so we must try to be. So just as Hashem creates the world every moment, every second, with this dynamic, of Simpson, holding his light back and leaving a place, leaving a domain, a tchum, of human creativity, of independence. So, the guideline of how to live with our boys, and how to teach our boys, and really this is what the Pisetzner's in introduction is all about. We did a little bit before the summit. In his discussion that he has at the beginning of the safe with parents on the rebellion. So it's all about. But there he writes about how this change took place after World War I, where kids no longer want to hear from their parents or from their teachers. Every kid thinks that he's a he's a big Baldava. They don't want to hear from their parents and teachers. So this balance of being Mashpia light, giving, of a parent giving light. Of course, this is in Gashmi's as well. But not. Talking about that in the context of these shiurim about how kids are being indulged, and in that area also there has to be a tzmim of what to give a kid, how much money, how much. But that's not for now. But in Ruchni is that the that on the one hand on the one hand, the the father has to disappear. He has to make himself invisible. Hashem is everywhere. But we don't see that. Hashem wants us to do the same thing. He wants us to be everywhere. But he doesn't want our kids to see that. He doesn't want our kids to see that. He doesn't want our our kids to feel that. Because if they catch on to that, then we lose them. In one way or the other, which we'll discuss. Then we lose them. So the same way that Hashem created the world in such a way, where there are gvulim, there are terimitzvahs. There are terimitzvahs. There's deraises, there are As we learned last week, every moment of our lives, we feel that we, have, that we have boundaries, tchumim and grulim and so on. That's how we live. It's halacha. But at the same time, the Bani Shalom doesn't come down to us and start screaming and yelling in our ears. And he doesn't—he doesn't make us meshuga and take away our independence and our feeling of being free to make our own choices because of his Rotson, and lashpia and his Rotson that we do the right thing. This is the site had Simpson. I found that is something that I wanted you to see the, on the English side, and then we'll, we'll get to the—we'll get to the amazing piece of the basic in a couple of minutes. There's a very choshev uh, from Professor in Israel, who until now all of his all of his books have come out in Lashna Kaidish. He's an Einikl from the Chedus Harim. His name is Professor Mordechai Rottenberg. Really, every from therapist should should become very proficient in his in his books. He's Yerushalmi, he's and his. His way of teaching psychology is rooted in his mother's milk, which is chasidus. To my knowledge, this is the first of his Swarm. I've been reading his Swarm for years. This is the first one that was translated into English. You can get it in any of the stores now. It's called The Psychology of Tzimtzum. It's a remarkable book. It's a remarkable book. (coughs) And it would be good to. It's not a large book. It's a small book. You I mean, can read the whole thing. You read the whole thing in in a few hours. it's not. It's not doesn't take long. There's one in Hebrew a are much more involved? And you see that he knows a veld. He veld. a veld. The niglanister. Academia He knows a veld. Now. The psychology of Tzimtzum. It's, it's, that's the title in English of this of this book, safer, or the Sefer of this book, the psychology of Tzimtzum. And that's what we're talking about. Because the psychology of Tzimtzum. And before the part that we're going to read, he brought some famous Mishalom from the Mizut Shemagid, how a rabbi teaches and how, and how a father even plays with a child. which the Mezvit Maggot in particular spoke a lot about. And Bechlal, the Indian of Tzimtzum, is a very big part of the Torah of the and then subsequently of the Rebbe Shushka. Just let us read a little bit inside. We'll talk about it for a minute, and then we'll learn a piece for the Bez Yaakov. So on the English side, you see what it says on top, five lines down, Simpson does more. <clears throat> Simpson does more than just make room for empathy. Now, empathy is an important word in all that we're learning. That's what we're going to begin with next week. Next week, we're going to be talking about the midah of Karachim of Albanim. What does it mean, Rachmanes? Rachmanes. Because intuitively, if you would just stop somebody in the street and you would ask, who has more Rachmanes than a kid, the father, or the mother? So everybody would say, the mother, is Shaila. But Karachim of Albanim, the midah of Rachmanes, is particularly connected to the relationship between the father and the son. The need of a mother and a child, what me is that? Nachama, Nachama. Yishashi imay tenachemenu, imay The need of Nachama is the underlying force that holds a mother and a child together. That's why they do a lot of the damage control after the father. You know. So the Nechama, the Midah of nechama is the mother, but the Midah of rahmanis, Ki Kirachem of Albanim, is the, is the father. It's not just having a like we say in the vernacular Rahmanas Achmanus. It's the Midah of is the Svir El Yoina. The closest you can get in English to translating Rachem is empathy. Empathy is a big in, <coughs> it's a big Torah. It's not what they're saying out in the in the secular world what that means. And it certainly doesn't mean to agree with everything. And it certainly doesn't mean to allow a kid to do whatever he wants. That's a horb. Hashem doesn't let us do whatever we want. He gives us shulchanar when he tells us there's like an and there's a Gahanamim. He gave us a lot to do, and he gave us a lot of uh, warnings about not complying with the rules. (coughs) But Simpson does more than just make room for empathy. Look inside. It is not merely a process of role assumption whereby the father, as a fully developed individual, displays understanding toward his son. Now, Simpson means, of course, that the father has to pull back, has to withdraw, in order to, in order to, uh, even though the father is a fully developed individual, the father is an adult, but the father, the father sometimes has to pull back from his adult kite in order to allow the child to grow. Everybody here, I'm sure, knows the famous Marshal of Ebenach Maschus with the with the turkey and the and the prince, right? And that's something which should be studied for Eimik, But That 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 because that's what we're talking about. The, so I'm just to remind you, I'm sure that you all know, but there was a prince that was he thought he was a turkey, and he goes under the table, takes his clothing off, and he's he's packing at the crumbs, and they couldn't, the king couldn't, his father couldn't figure out what to do with the kid. What are we going to do with this guy? And he brought all these big, big chasuvim and big, uh, you know professors and therapists or whatever, in those years they had, and then nobody could put Humpty Dumpty back together again. So there was a certain tzaddik, a certain chacham and you know what happened, that he, he said, let me do it my way and don't interfere, and he went underneath, and he had, make sure you have a shirt and pants and everything ready. The chacham himself takes off his clothing, goes under the table, and starts also to pack it crumbs under the table, and the prince doesn't, what's going on, who are you? Says, oh, I'm also a Hindic, I'm also a turkey. And over time, again, I'm assuming familiarity with this. But over time, so the so the uh, the tzaddik the, the, that's making believe that he's a turkey. So he says, why is it that only human beings get to wear a pair of pants? Is that that's not yajir, right? Who says that turkeys can't wear pants? Also, he says yeah. So they put on a pair of pants. Now who says that a, who says that a hindik that turkeys were kind of a. What kind of a uh, world is it that a turkey shouldn't be? In? And why do turkeys have to eat under the table? How come people get to eat on top of the table? Until a prince marries, he remembered that he's really a prince. He married a princess, and they way happily married. I'm Mamish to the whole way of teaching of what it means to be a parent, what it means to be a rebbe, to get under the table. So that's part of the sort of tzim, so of holding back of Hashem holding back His light, of the rebbe holding back, of the father, the adult holding back. That's part of it. But Rottenberg explains Simpson does more than just make room for empathy. It is not merely a process of role assumption whereby the father is a fully developed individual, displays understanding toward his son. It also constitutes a tangible act of giving from father to son. Simpson prompts the father to make room in his personal (coughs) space, which the son may enter. In this way, the former may invite the father may be involved in the latter's life, in the kid's life, yet without actively interfering. Because that's the relationship that we have with Hashem. Hashem is involved in our lives without actually interfering. So he, I mean, he doesn't... Again, there's everything that Hashem is doing, but not in a way that we feel, that we sense. From time to time, we pay special attention to this, we take note of this. (coughs) But from moment to moment the world that we're living in, as we've been talking about in the Chassid <laughs> and the world that we live in is a world of Hestoponim. <clears throat> it's a world where we don't feel in an obvious way. We don't see Hashem's presence. So the key is, the form of the father may be involved in the latter's life, being involved in the kid's life, yet without actively interfering look, when the father sees the kid, is about to do something reckless. Like, you know, like when Sholmian was 11, he decided he wanted to take his car for, I'm just 12, I don't know exactly. You know, I'd like to take the car for a spin on the LIE or something like that. So, of course, his father had to step in a little bit and say, I don't think this is, you know, this is recommended for, uh, even though you're, very, you're highly intelligent and mature, but I think that you need to wait a couple of years to get a license. So, of course, there are times for something where the kid's can do something absolutely crazy. And Hashem does step into history in obvious ways. There are times Hashem's Baruch well says, "Listen, guys, I'm sorry. It's getting it's getting out of control. It's getting out of control, and uh, I'm making cameo appearance." And then everybody goes, "Whoa!" And he just then Hashem as well, like adjusts things in a very obvious way, and then and then he heads back behind the curtains. It's amazing how Hashem's well does that. It's amazing. That's a little bit of nace That's a little bit of nice is so Hashem does that he makes a cameo appearance just to make sure things stay on track stay on track because there are those two tracks that Ramchal talks about Tunis, Mishpat and Yichud okay we're not going to Ramchal now he has a whole mahalach of how to explain this but Hashem does of course come out from behind the curtain from time to time even in the life of an individual that's a big schus when Hashem does that. For an individual, it's a very big schus. Sometimes it happens in a very, very wonderful way, with something magnificent and great, and sometimes chalila could be all the way the opposite, to bring the person back on track, on track. Kerachim of Albon, because the father has Rahmanus. He sees his kids getting out of control. He steps in. But, it, but the father is very, very careful, generally, to keep a low profile. That's symptom. The Father contracts Himself just as Hashem hid His light in order to allow for creation, in order that there be creation. So He created what's called in the surah the Chalala Poni, right? The empty space. The empty space which we know is not empty, but it feels like it's empty. But remember, those of you who are familiar with, with, that, with that Torah, remember that into that empty space there's an amazing thing that was infused that was released into that empty space. What's that called? The Kav. The Kav, that ray, that ray of light of Hashem's presence that's in the empty space. We're going to talk about that. That Kav really means, like it does, like it's used in modern Hebrew, and I mentioned yesterday in this year a little bit in the afternoon, it <coughs> means conversation. It really means conversation, it means dialogue with a child means the father's light is reintroduced into the empty space in which the child feels he has absolute free choice. And the father's cave of the cave of the father's presence is through conversation, through discussion, not a patch, but through conversation. In the past, it was often done, in the past it was often done with a patch. And the father said, you remember me? A patch and you get a kav over the head from the from the father. That hanhage is no longer effective. I mean, there are some holdouts who are trying to do that still. The kids up, those kids end up beating them up. The hanhage now is a different hanhage. The kav we're going to talk about is a kav, like, like is used in Hebrew, uh, a line that connects or a frequency of conversation into the empty space where the kid feels that he has independence, there must be a cave of the father. But it's primarily going to take place through discussions and conversations, not any more a patch. Uh, where the father says, oh, don't forget me, I'm here. So that used to be, they used to be with a certain kind of, it was common that it be with a certain kind of uh, physical uh, reminder physical reminders now are not effective there isn't any like that in time. I'm not saying we know that but it's, it's not effective anymore it doesn't work the father contracts himself and forms a mutual relationship with the son at the latter's level like the tzaddik that goes under the table and contracts himself in other words he hides who he really is and he goes down under the table with the prince who thinks he's a turkey? This way there can be a relationship. This model contrasts with an intervention from above. That's what I'm that's what we're learning. An intervention from above, that's when there's an ace. Hashem, as you know, we all know, Hashem uses Nisim very, very infrequently. Nisim revealed Nisim. Not talking about you know, what the person interprets this, but revealed an open Nisam, that's something which Hashem uses very, very sparingly. And when he does, things are brought very quickly back into nature, into the veneer, into the covering, the concealment of nature. Hashem very rarely uses Nisam. That's called an intervention from above. Intervention from above. which the son may perceive as invasive. I mean, Rattenberg develops an entire form of therapy and psychology using the model of tint. which the son may perceive as invasive. Now, the kids are very sensitive now, so it's hard to figure this out because he can say, how are you doing? He said, why are you asking? That? What's like, what are you getting on my case? I just want to know how you're doing. Why, someone told you something? <laughs> you know, these are the these are the conversations parents are having with, with, with the kids. No, I just want to know how you're doing. You always ask me that. I, I try to be friendly. I love you. Okay. No, no. What do you What do you really want to know? This is the, these are the kind of things that happen all the time. So it's very, it's very hard to define <clears throat> nowadays invasive and not invasive because the ki- these boys that they feel like everything is invasive anything that you ask, any sign of interest in their life, how's it going in year? year? Are you happy in yeshiva? What's that friend, you have yeah, that friend, uh, ya- Yaakov David, how's it going with him? Well, you don't like him? You have a problem with him? These are the conversations that are, that are becoming more and more frequent, where there's this feeling of, like, my father's with this with the simplest questions that it's too invasive there's no clo when it comes to these things you have to know your own kid and how to deal with that because there are kids that are un, that are extraordinarily sensitive fragile whatever you want to call it but clearly intervention from above must be used in a way of Simpson. in a way of in a way of Simpson The love of the son toward the father and of the students for the teacher then constitutes a response which trickles towards the father or teacher and instills them with pride and self-fulfillment. That it goes back and forth in such a way. Mashpi and makabal. This itself engenders a tremendous, tremendous kesha of love. And the father also gives the son the feeling that that the choices that you're making give me such naches. The choices, the decisions that you're making, even though they may not be exactly what I think, might not be exactly, but your decisions, <coughs> your decisions make me proud. And there's this mashpi makabal, makabal mashpi that goes back and forth when the hanhaga. Of the relationship is guided by this mahalach of tzimtzum. The traditional children's game of hide and seek can help us understand the concept of tzimtzum. Now, this is this is one of the favorite games that children like to play. Even nowadays, when it's uh, when there's so many fancy things and all these different uh, expensive things, hide and seek is always uh, is always going to be in the, it's always going to be in the top the top three. It's, it always has to be. Because the whole world is playing hide and seek with a barrier so it's got to be that hide and seek is is right up there. I don't know what the other ones you know maybe telephone that probably seems ridiculous these days, but hide and seek is a popular game hide and seek and it's and it's fascinating how when you get a little kid depending on every kid's a little bit, the age is different, but a little kid you don't have to even like. The hide and seek doesn't have to be really too sophisticated. If you just go like this. You go, where's where's Avi? Where's Daddy? Where's Tati? Whatever you like, say so Abba. And the kid. And you go, here's that. You know, they get all they're all in the spot. And you should like saying, What are you a what are you a moron or something? I just did this ten times. What do you What's going on? <laughs> so somebody explained to me that the how that works with the brain, with the kid. But it's an amazing thing because you can do this ten times over. I just did this yesterday on Eric Shabbos to my <coughs> granddaughter. It's not the whole thing. I was mm-hmm. Oh, and she starts getting all excited. Then when I stop, she says, more. I to say, what do you mean more? The whole thing is a shtus. <laughs> <laughs> you see, I'm standing right here. What do you mean more? What do you mean by more? You want me to hide more? And then to show and to hide. and to... There's such a hispireless that a kid has from this. Because the debris is in such a way. And if the child looks silly to us, it's adorable, but if the child looks silly to us, it's mammish like that with the burial. It's the same thing. The father hides, conceals himself, and allows the son to look for him. So the little, little ones, it's very simple. You, just sit in the, you can sit in your place. Then when it gets, uh, they get older, so there's... It's, There's a beautiful, beautiful story about the Fide when he was, I once read to you many years ago. The Fide Garebi remembered a time. You know, he has, the Fide Galeb Rebbe has Zacharynis today. You don't see from any other tzaddik that wrote like so much autobiographical stuff. The Fide wrote a lot about the Zacharynis that he had. He grew up in the home of the the Rebbe Rashab. And there's one zikrun that he has, Ismamish, Beautiful, so moving. When when his father, the Rebbe Bashab, had taught him a Torah, they were once walking, he taught him a Torah, of Ayardasha Malhasina. A mimur on on Vayrasha And and then the family of the Rebbe, it was the summer, and they went. They were out in the, in the, in the countryside, in the countryside. And there was a forest there. And, and the Rebbe Rashab, the, the children, including the Friedrich Rebbe, the, the Rayats, the children were playing someplace in the woods. And then it, it was time for everybody to come together to eat. and and the children were a little bit fablonjid in the forest and I think it was the Fidic Rebbe, or I think it was the Fidic Rebbe that began to call out Abba tati, Father where are you? where are you? and later on the Rashab explained to him that there's no greater nachas that a father can have when the child recognizes that his presence is not immediate in his life, and the child's looking for him. the child is looking for him. And then he said, "A I this Indian." <coughs> he said, "Am this Indian." The way they the feet we wrote it, it's so beautiful. The father hides, conceals himself, and allows the son to look for him. The father does not disappear entirely from the son's life, nor did God completely vanish from the world. When he contracted himself, God left an impression, the Rishimu, the Kav. I'm not going to go into the the Kabbalah, now. But when Hashem hid himself, when he contracted himself, God left an impression, in Kabbalistic terminology, Rishimu, through which the world could communicate with him. It's still possible to call out to him, to have a relationship with him. But it's hard. Es Panecha Hashem It's hard. This time of the year, in Elul, you know, the king goes out from his palace, so it's easier this time of the year. It's felt more <coughs> strongly the presence of the father of the king, and the times like that in the life of a of a human father and child, through which the world could communicate with him. Child remembers the father who was hiding and sets out to search for him. The father does not make his presence felt in the form of a stern demand. Again, that's traditionally how it was. Quite the contrary, he effaces his presence and leaves only a memory of himself. That's Simpson. He diminishes and makes smaller his presence, the father. And leaves only in memory of himself, a spark that will ignite a flame in the son's heart. That's exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> to the father to light that spark, to ignite a flame in the son's heart. This is his inner light. That's the child's inner light that Hashem wants from each and every one of us, our own way of serving him. That's the inner light of the child. That's what the father has to want, has to hope for and dhava for from his kid. Now we're going to talk about more is how we become impatient. So we just try to give a lot of our light, a lot of our light. We just want the kid to fall in line and to behave and to be good and to be a mild little student and child. And we don't want to also be so busy and nervous about so many things. We just want things to move quickly. So instead of allowing... Through the soda of Tzimtzum, instead of allowing the child to find his inner light, and it's not some kind of a stama of a, a inner light, to find himself, instead of allowing the child, giving him the time to find that inner light, there's a tremendous, tremendous problem with our Savlanas, with our Rachmanas, And because of that, we put ourselves in their faces. And we shine our light so brightly that the kid either imitates the father or he runs away from the father. Those are the two choices. When the light is very, very strong, when the father is very, very strong, the kid either melts into the father, just becomes a clone of the father, which is not the tachlitz. And very often with those kids, when they're older, they drop the whole thing. So when they're little, they'll just gets swallowed up in the father's light, and they'll go along with that. Because the choice for these kids, who are usually more delicate than gentle, the choice is not a good choice. Because then dad is disappointed, that dad won't love me, whatever. So many of these kids, they just like melt into the fathers. They just become like little versions of daddy. Whatever makes Daddy happy, is, uh, they can chuckle a lot. and Whatever it makes Daddy just, just, just get this, you know, this Indian gives Daddy a high. So you know, you'll see like the little kid will walk in with his brim up, you know, not just a hat, but a his brim up. That'll make Daddy really proud, and so on. So the, the many of these children these are the more delicate ones. They just melt into the father. You have many, many wives. They just learned that the only way to survive in this house is also just to go along, just don't make trouble. Don't be yourself. Don't be yourself, because if you're going to be yourself, he's going to give you a hard time. Your husband's going to give you a hard time. So many, many women, they just melt into their guys. And many children just melt into the father. So that's one possible failure. It's also a failure. And the kid doesn't, the father didn't give the space, that symptom to find that, that light within himself. then he just copies the father's light, as long as that's convenient very often with these kids, when they're not in their father's presence, then it's a different picture. The other alternative is that they just openly rebel. <clears throat> I'm getting out of here. Zaya on. Can't take it anymore. Just can't take it. Anymore. So, that model of creation with a rebuy or with overflowing light, the consequences of that are that the child can't find his own light. And these are some of the responses. We're seeing a lot, a lot, a lot of this. A lot of this. Also in schools, with the teachers, with the institutions. Piling it on. Piling it on. When we were younger, when we were kids 30, 40 years ago, it was not like this. The chinuch of kids was not like what's going on now. In so many ways, it was so different. But now everybody is so insecure and so frightened that, God forbid, my child will get lost and he'll go off the door. So all I can do to keep my child on the door is between myself and the house and the school is to blast him, blast him, like with super-powerful hydrogen bombs of Yiddishkeit, hydrogen bombs of Yiddishkeit, down to all the digduk and halacha, that I never remember ever my father saying to me these, so many of these things that now, my father never spoke to me about it, he expected it of me as I grew older, but he never spoke to me about it, he made an inyan about it. And the things that the teachers make in Yonim about, and the principals make in Yonam about, and the, the kids at home, and he gets blasted with this nuclear energy, and then and then he says, okay, get out of here, and he goes to school, and then he and then and then it's like you know, like you know after the earthquake, you know how this, what's it called, you know, aftershock. huh? After aftershock, after, after yeah, aftershock, like after, right, So you have So he he got in the house, like you know, a, a nuclear Yiddish kite, and then he, and then he comes to school. And an invite right gets it again, you know, like from the from the teacher, or rebbe, something like that. Also, All kinds of a rebuy of or, and everybody loves the kid. The Rebbe loves us too. The Rebbe loves the world. The Rebbe loves everything. But he's mitzam the or. He gives us a chance. He gives us an opportunity to grow up. He gives us an opportunity to make our own choices. The rebbe loves the kid. He's a great rebbe. He's sweet. These 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 that are saying stuff to the girls, the things that my my girls come home from, as well saying stuff. Uh, you know, when I would talk to them on the phone, like the latest, you know, update on the insanity that they heard that day in seminary, stuff, that, crazy stuff. That she, my daughter herself, went to the went to the to the man that was in charge of the seminary, and the rabbi that was in charge of the seminary said, "Don't pay any attention to it. That's crazy." <laughs> about his own teacher. About his own teacher. This is what, this was a response to my daughter was very, very moved and she said in class about how it's so beautiful, how at the Coastal on Friday night how the how the Baruchem came down and they were dancing together with soldiers and the teacher gave a whole speech about how this isn't, these are people who are not shermatary mitzvahs and we have to stay away from them and the soldiers, these are people who we, we can't associate with and it's not the way of the G'dali HaTai Reh My daughter just done this thing, He said, that's not the way of the Yisrael? These are people that are protecting us and we can't, the Jews, we can't dance with them, they came to the castle. And the teacher gave a whole thing. and So my daughter, said, I, so uh, she spoke to the, to the rabbi, and the rabbi said, So I subsequently wanted to know from the rabbi, so why are you hiring these people? <laughs> this, this is crazy stuff. Now, any one of these moras, these ladies, they're the nicest ladies in the world. They're nice people. They're good people. They're good people, and if it were up to them, they'd make sure that your kid ends up also in a building where there would be nobody not religious would ever step foot into the place. This way they can protect your child just like they're protecting their own. The problem is that that works for certain girls, and they'll come out of that experience of the seminary being like little little moros, you know? You see that. You see that right away. They come out from the seminary, and they got the whole thing. They, become, they became like their moros, they walk out of there like little It's There's a certain type that will do that. But then you have other ones who have uh, a stronger, generally, usually a stronger <coughs> inner light. Not davke. Not davke. And again, there are, there are many, many differences. And there are wonderful, wonderful teachers who are teaching things in, the, in a beautiful way, in the right way. So it's always different. But then you have others that are more resistant to that. And they feel that some boundary was crossed that there was some of that's too strong, that the or, the or was, was, was not properly filtered. And the way that I got it was a violation of me, of who I am. Not that the teacher ever, God forbid, intended to do that. They're wonderful people. And not all teachers, I have to be very careful. Mostly, it's wonderful. But this is a, something that children are very, very sensitive to. And that's exactly what he's explaining. The father does not make his presence felt in the form of a stern demand, quite the contrary. He effaces his presence and leaves only a memory of himself, a spark that will ignite a flame in the son's heart. This is his inner light. In this way, the son reaches the father through his own efforts. Father, father, where are you? Like the feed of Father, where are you? That's how Hashem set it up. Father, where are you? Hashem set up the whole creation in such a way, Father, where are you? Not everywhere the kid goes. One of my one of my girls went out with a guy, and at some point my daughter noticed that there was a car that was following them. <laughs> True story. I don't remember the Surya Meir. I don't remember, but there was a car. <coughs> these are not my mechutanim.
1: <laughs> it's not my
0: mukhut. There was a car that was following, and and it was like in it like in a TV show. Like she started, to, like, what's going on over here, <laughs> and then they go like to some lobby of a hotel you know like that's the yeshiva the thing to do and to have, to have something to drink and uh, and mom is like an intelligence so there's a guy sitting with a newspaper <laughs> <laughs> you know it used to be and you like make two holes in the okay? <laughs> there's a guy sitting with a newspaper and, and my daughter says to the, to the date I think that's the guy that was in the car <laughs> it turns out it was his father it was his father was following him around. Uh, okay, so that's a certain model of parenting. That's like straight from Gehenna. <laughs> it comes from Gehenna. Now, you don't think that guy loves his kid? He loves his kid. Mamas can't go away from his kids. He has got to watch to make sure that everything goes well on his day. The little Yankee's got to make sure that everything. He has to make sure that everything goes well on the day. But the light. So where's this kid supposed to? There's no union here of a, of a child finding his own way and making his own decisions and calling out, Father, where are you? He, this kid never has to ask, Father, why are you? Because the father's always on the next couch. It was, Father, where are you? So Hashem didn't make the world in such a way where he, he comes with you on your date. <coughs> the to told you to go out, take, take the girl out and figure it out. You know, I'm not coming with you. You've got to figure it out yourself. You're a big boy. And yeah, they make mistakes. You've got to figure it out on your own. And this way, the Son reaches the Father through his own efforts and of his own accord without any pressure from the Father. Now, what's happening is that... Uh, don't, don't Make sure you keep this patient. We didn't do the best job. So, what's happening is that... is that... is that... Um, this mitzvah that's being described here, it's led to something very, very <coughs> odd that I, I'm seeing more of. It. Very, very often nowadays, you find that are the ones who come from the, this is one of the explanations, who come from the least from homes, or less from homes, the kids come out to be so from. <coughs> We're seeing a lot of that, especially down neighborhood, there's a lot of that. This, is not, this doesn't mean that we should stop keeping mitzvahs or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> or you have Bali Chuva, that the parents raise them as a shui, like, have a good time, do whatever you like. And those kids are coming out like they coming out like with big payers and they want to buy when they're by mitzvah, you know? <laughs> but the ones who are on top of the kids, the ones who are because they want so much for their children to be so fruit, where there's a rebuy or there's so much light, those nuclear dosages of light, you see more and more and more that like, these kids, they just have had it. They might I mean they might be learning and doing stuff, but they they've had it. A lot of them. It's going a lot more all the time. They just have had it. So, this balance, this balance of Simpson, we're going to try to learn a little bit more in Panemius to understand next week, Mitchell, we learned the piece in the Bessiak. So, put it with your things, and we'll continue, Mitchell, next week. 14, fourteen. fourteen I'm sorry. I want you to make you look more yeah. precocious. <laughs> <laughs>